With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. All right, it is time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief from Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with the bombshell leak from the U.S. Supreme Court here. A draft opinion from the court that would overturn Roe v. Wade the landmark decision of the court from the 1970s protected a woman's right to choose to have an abortion. So this would be a massive overhaul of abortion laws in the United States. Nearly as shocking as that is to see a draft opinion from the Supreme Court end up in the hands of a news outlet, in this case Politico. And just here in the last hour, the Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, John Roberts, has ordered an investigation into the leak of this this opinion. This is a huge story on a Number of fronts. Uh, the the leak is extraordinary. Although the Washington Post says the story just moved, uh, pointing out the original Roe v. Wade decision was actually leaked ahead of time to Time mag- to a Time magazine reporter w- who published it just a couple hours before the official opinion came out. Now that wasn't a draft opinion. That was the final opinion. This is extraordinary. The the Supreme Court seems to be at war within itself. Uh, the, the leak is extraordinary, but also the decision itself, if it actually holds, and Roberts yeah. has said this is not a final decision, right? Uh, is a political earthquake down there. It is going to rip that country apart. It's going to have a spillover effect. It'll be interesting. Our friend Warren Kinsella, who writes for the Toronto Sun, has a piece out just moved this morning. Um predicting that Justin Trudeau and the NDP will use this issue, drop it into the conservative leadership race to call out uh, candidates there on this issue. I've seen this movie play out before. The issue of abortion tore the political dynasty of the Social Credit Party apart and destroyed that party. Social conservatism is a minority view in Canada. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, much more uh, uh, much more support in the United States. But uh, this is a, a dangerous issue politically, and it's going to be fascinating to see how the states deals with this. Let's listen to a couple of clips here. Keith, get your thoughts. So this is uh, Barb McQuaid. She is very high-profile law professor, University of Michigan, and here she is speaking about if this... If this ruling goes through, mm-hmm. what kind of practical effect it could have on abortion services in the United States? Here she is. So in about half the states in America, it will be illegal for uh, a person to obtain an abortion. Um, what does that mean practically? It means that those with uh, the means will probably travel to states where it is legal, and those without the means will resort to other methods, like we saw before 1973 with back alley abortions. You know, there, there's some irony here in that there's been some studies that show that even if you make abortion illegal, you know, pe- women will still continue to choose to get an abortion. And you're not necessarily going to decrease the number of abortions that happen in America, well, which appears to be the goal of the you know, religious right in the United States. You know, well, science and studies have really nothing to do with the real, religious right in the States. They won't listen to that, that type of evidence. I mean, the, the die is cast for for uh, many people on this issue. But uh, again, I think there's already some ana- analysis coming out is suggesting that this will help Joe Biden. It'll wake up the sleepy Democrat voter who right now is parking their vote or not uh, supporting Biden. This is going to electrify the United States uh, uh, politically. It's going to be highly charged. And again, uh, no one knows the ultimate outcome here. Yeah, and you know, opinion polls in the United States, by the way, have shown majority support for pro-choice. Yes, always have. So, Except then you drill it down to individual states. Yeah. Uh, the support drops in places like Alabama, 
uh, the, where the religious right have as a significantly higher level of support. Or here is another good example in the state of Arkansas. So here is the former governor of Arkansas, Republican Mike Huckabee, and uh, opponents of abortion celebrating this leaked ruling. And here's what he had to say about it. The overturning of Roe v. Wade does not end abortion. That's what they have said, and it's a big lie. It simply takes it out of the hands of nine people wearing robes appointed for life, and it puts it in the hands of the American people through their elected representatives, where it should have been all along. Some states will have more abortions. Some states, like my home state, won't have any. Okay, he went on to say that he expects his state in Arkansas and other states to completely outlaw abortions. Well, as uh, Professor McQuaid made that point off the yeah. top, you're going to have the blue states and the red states have different uh, different laws here. Yeah, and but again, this is this is a potential that ready to rip that country apart politically. Right, already extremely divided country, and this is just another you know another way that's going to further divide and Americans. And also, will it lead to other bans on gay rights? For example, the same group who oppose abortion, same sex marriage, same sex marriage, yeah, uh, assisted uh, medical assistance in dying. Uh, yeah. All the social conservative issues are all sort of woven into one, and Yet now some, there's an opening here. Some Democrats in Congress this morning saying, okay, we've got to immediately try to put through a law, mm-hmm. yeah, a pro-abortion law, make abortion choice ele- uh, legal across the United States. That could be difficult to do, in the, especially in the U.S. Senate. Yeah, yeah and it's, uh, but this is going to embolden both sides of the debate. I mean, it's going to fire up the Democrats, it's going to fire up the Republicans. Uh, I think that's better news for the, Democrat, for the Democrats. They need some energy as they come mm. into the midterm elections. They need they need an issue out there, a wedge issue to spark uh, their voters to get out and vote for them. And this is a, a probably the best issue of all. Okay, get set to call me on that one with your thoughts on it. I spoke earlier on the show today to Cash Heed, the former Solicitor mm-hmm. General, former Chief of the West Vancouver Police Department. And we talked about this idea of amalgamating police forces that it was recommended in that new mm-hmm. legislative committee report. And Cash Heed, as you know, like he's been beating that drum for a long time. Like he's been advocating for like 15 years to yep. amalgamate police forces. Even when he was the Chief of the West Van Police Department, he was saying we should amalgamate forces. So here's what he had to say to me this morning. He doesn't think this is going to happen because there's no political will to actually exactly. do it. Here's his, here's his thoughts on it, then I'll get your thoughts. It made total sense back in 2007, Mike, when we held forums on this, when we held discussions on this, when we had op-eds. We needed to yeah. get rid of this balkanized system because there was a better way to deliver a police service to all of the people in British Columbia. There were so many examples as to our fraught structure of policing that needs to be addressed. And we still don't have the will. Now we have the special committee saying, yes, we will look at it. We don't know when that's going to happen. There is absolutely no political will to do it. Your thoughts? I totally agree with Cash. Uh, it, does, it makes sense on paper. But when you step back and look at the politics of this, uh, it's a no-go zone. I've got to call them out this week uh, saying this committee did great work. They came up with 11 recommendations. Ten of them are really workable, I think, for the most part. But that one to move towards regional police forces and ultimately to provincial police force, Cash is right. There's no political will to do this because it creates a bunch of little political minefields out there. Once you start telling the people of Oak Bay, you've got to combine your police force with with, uh, that of Victoria and Saanich and Central Saanich. I didn't even know we had a Central Saanich. Or as a reminder, we had a Central Saanich police force when this report came out. Same in Metro Vancouver, right? You're going to amalgamate Delta and West Westminster, West Van, uh, Port Moody. uh, People like... So I did an analysis of the 12 or 13, well, 12 uh, municipal police horses, uh, not including what's going on in Syria. 
it encompasses 27 ridings. About 19 of those are held by the NDP. Why would the NDP, sitting in government, suddenly kickstart what could be a political firestorm in their backyard over the issue of disbanding municipal police forces and bringing them together under a different umbrella? I just don't think it's going to happen. I agree with Kashid. There's no political will. So even though there was a unanimous report from the legislature with NDP and Liberal MLAs endorsing this idea, there's no political, way, no political will from either political the, party to do it. The political will comes from the cabinet room, not from a committee room. And uh, these were, you know, backbench MLAs and opposition MLAs not viewing this necessarily through a government political lens, but just simply through a straightforward, you know, non-political lens. And you can't separate. This episode is brought to you by Bin Verified. Help chip away at the uncertainty that comes with online dating and use binverified.com, a leading platform for online background searches and people search reports. With their powerful search tools and extensive database, you could easily gather information about potential dates, which may help you find peace of mind before taking that next step. You can never be too safe when it comes to dating. Get 20% off today to help take control of your dating game. Visit binverified.com slash podcast. The Salvation Army Thrift Store. We're not for profit. We're for appreciating the classics, for ever-growing amateur collections, for finding the sounds that speak to your soul. We're for making a difference right here in your community. At the Salvation Army Thrift Store, we're not for profit. We're for good. Shop today at the Salvation Army Thrift Store near you. Politics from this. All right, welcome back to the show. We continued talking to Keith Baldry, talking about that leaked uh, draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, remember, the final opinion on this not expected to come out until June. This can change. This is a draft opinion. Hard to see how it right? changed. I mean, it's a numbers game, right? It's a 5-4 split in that, in that uh, uh, court. Hard to see how one of these justices who may be on the side of this argument are going to change their vote, but we'll see. Uh, John Roberts, the Chief Justice, is furious or is yeah. ordered an internal investigation to see how this happened. Again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, ironically, the Washington Post reported today the original Roe v. Wade decision was actually leaked to a Time magazine reporter a few hours before it was made public. The draft opinion is written by Justice Samuel Alito, who was appointed by Republican President George W. Bush. Then you have the three Donald Trump appointed Supreme Court judges, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, they presumably would support it. And, and then Clarence Thomas, who was appointed, uh, appointed by Bush Sr. So that's what you need. You need five mm-hmm. for a majority uh, ruling. Five person court, five yeah. versus four. So it's, uh, it's again, it's, it's, it's a volcano uh, down yeah. there, uh, what's happened. And uh, make no mistake, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a huge impact on the midterm elections. Phone me on it. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. George in Nanaimo. Hi, George. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, at the risk of being a conspiracy theorist, it does seem to be awfully convenient that as we're getting ready for the midterms, where most folks think the Democrats may lose both the House and the Senate, suddenly this issue seems to appear out of nowhere. They couldn't have asked for anything better. Well, it... It didn't appear out of nowhere, and this has been building for some time. And we, as Mike just said, we expected the decision uh, next month. So again, yeah. it wasn't. Uh, this has been building for some time. Just the the leak itself is extraordinary. So it was going to be made public at some point anyway. So it, it's uh, it was going to be uh, be made 
public well before the midterm elections. So this, but I do think this will energize the Democratic base. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at some of the opinion poll on it, so looking at a poll that was conducted by CNN in January, it says most Americans oppose overturning Roe v. Wade. The majority saying uh, that if that decision was vacated, they would like to see their own state allow abortion in their own mm-hmm. state. So that's the majority of, of Americans. Only 30% of Americans would like to see the Supreme Court completely overturn Roe v. Wade. Which is, again, why this so, issue plays well for the Democrats. Yeah. So, it's going to energize them. Uh, there's some speculation. Is it, an, is it an, an opening for Biden to expand the court? Can he now, because of what's going on there, which, where they're out of step with public opinion, does it give him an opening to do what FDR tried to do in the 30s because they were blocking his New Deal legislation, which is to expand the court. By Pack the two, court. Pa- which is called packing the court. Pack the court. So you would you would expand the number of Supreme Court judges to remove that that uh, majority. Yeah, I mean, this is pure speculation, but already yeah. the speculation on the states right now is explosive about all sorts of things that could happen as a result of this. Right. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Judy in White Rock. Hi, Judy. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm good. Go ahead. Um, when this thing hits personally, is when people are really going to realize how horrible this whole situation of Roe v. Wade is. I had a, an aunt die at 32 years of age here in British Columbia from a back back alley abortion. She bled out in three hours. She left three other children. Her husband had been an abuser. Uh, I cannot. I cannot believe. I'm reading The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, we are living it. It is absolutely disgusting that, one, men have the right to make a decision for us women. Who's going to carry the child? Who's going to have it? And who's going to raise it? And what country is going to be responsible? Mm. No one's asking the women, the woman on that Supreme Court down there, when I have this child because my uncle raped me, are you going to pay for it to have a full and good life? Are you going to give up your pension from the Supreme Court to do so? Let's get real here. This is about life and death. These women mm-hmm. are going to die in back alleys, just like my yeah. aunt did. Judy, thank you for that call. Appreciate it. This takes me back to the late 1980s, covering the Bill of Anders M government, being on CKNW, and I remember getting calls like this when Vanders M outlawed uh, the the public uh, uh, financial support for abortion services in BC. It ripped apart his government. It became a very explosive and emotional issue where the public was definitely not of his view. And his party, which had governed um, British Columbia for well part of uh, almost 40 years, just imploded over this issue. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the United States where the Republicans, I think, run a real risk of imploding over something like could this. Could there be, could we see abortion politics uh become more important in Canada as well. We don't have anywhere near that level of support for social conservatism in Canada compared to... If you take a look at a guy like Pierre Polyev running for the leadership of the federal conservative party, I mean, he has said that, you know, his policy is not to open up abortion law Well, you can be sure Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh will try to tie this can to his tail. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because he has received the support for the Campaign Life Coalition or the endorsement. So, again, there's no reason to assume this is going to open the door uh, in in real terms, in terms of outline abortion in Canada. There's no party advocating that. 
uh, other than some fringe parties. But you can be sure it's going to be the debate is going to be uh, elevated because of what's gone in the states. Well, Jugmeet Singh already tweeting this morning that after what this leaked this leaked opinion in the United States, Canada should double down on on pro-choice laws mm-hmm. uh, here in Canada. So you may, I think you're right. I think you may see Jugmeet Singh and Trudeau sort of do a tag team on on abortion in, in Canada if they, if they for- think it can yep. you know isolate the conservatives. I mean, on it's it. a wedge issue for yeah. sure, and you know it's tradition to try to find those wedge issues and insert them in your, into your own campaign. So look for that for the rhetoric to heat up in Canada as well.